Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Today is Tuesday, October 1st. Goodbye, September. Yesterday on Twitter, Annie Belay declared that she was canceling October for the time being because she needed more September. Um, which I told her I really appreciated because I needed more September too, but apparently it did not take effect. She needs to um, cement her alliance with the gods of time, apparently, because October came anyway. And here we are. Oh, and look at this this morning. There are grape leaves on the on the patio table. Dead grape leaves. It has begun. So it begins. But that's all right. We did not get the major rain last night, although clearly we got something if um, all these leaves fell. Usually that's just due to rain. This morning it... Cushions aren't wet though. This morning it rained a little bit. I could smell the petrichor Petrichor is, is a very real thing here. It's the scent of dry stone. Uh, it's Let me <laughs> rephrase. It is the scent that dry stone emanates when rain hits it. It's a very distinct scent. Um, before I learned that there was an actual word for it, I would always just call it the scent of rain in the desert. Um, and I could s smell that when I woke up this morning. There was certainly a lot of um, light rain, misty moisture in the air, but we did not get the flash flood rain uh, that we had been warned we might. It mostly went to the east of us, it looked like, on the weather radar. So, oh well, into every life, sometimes rain does not come. <laughs> yeah, I could see um, the grape leaves on the top of the arbor. There's a lot of yellow, and a lot of them have shriveled up now. So I guess uh, leaves begin to fall. That's why we call it fall, right? Actually, I think it's not why we call it fall. Seems like I read somewhere once that people always think that, but that is not true. And apparently fall is a uh, more of an Americanism. But I won't speculate further since I really don't know. Fortunately, the leaves I was drawing uh, are still in position, so I can finish that sketch. I didn't get to work on it yesterday, but I will um, maybe work on it this afternoon. Let's see if I can flush that out a little bit. It was obviously pretty basic when I posted it for you guys yesterday. So, release day Tuesday, um, shout out to Leslie Penelope and Jesse Mahalik. Both have um, second books in their series out today. So, that's congratulations to them and go forth and conquer the world. If I were a good kitty cat, I would remember the names. I think, um, let's see, I bet I can find it. Because I know I reposted to Instagram. Uh, 
titles. Titles are always hard for me to remember. Um, I'm a, I, I don't know if that's just me or... You know, of course, now it's wanting to do the wireless thing. Blah, 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 blah. Now I will forget to turn it off when I go inside. See the sacrifices I make for you guys. All right, so Jesse Mihalik's book is Aurora Blazing. Uh, science fiction romance and Leslie's book is whispers of shadow and flame that's a great title uh, fantasy so if you love those things uh, both excellent authors and I highly recommend I'm going to just turn my Wi-Fi back on right now because otherwise I truly will forget and then, you know, like I, I'm oblivious to it. It's like, why why can't I connect to the Roomba? That's like the major thing is I have to be on the same wireless network as the Roomba in order to tell it what to do. So it's a, I, you know, I lead a very sophisticated life, you guys. <laughs> so today is October 1st, as I mentioned, which is a very significant date in my family. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast last year. I've certainly blogged about it before. We we try to get past it um, and have in many ways. But it occurred to me that it is um, 50 years ago. 50 years ago today was when my dad was killed. Uh, he was an F-4 fighter pilot and was doing a, um, he was actually stateside, as he often was not. And he was doing a, mid-air refueling demonstration for the muckety-mucks and the show should have been canceled due to weather and wasn't and he ended up um, flying into a tree uh, he his plane went down and his wingman's plane went down I've been told by other pilots since then that uh, the wingman would have just absolutely followed the leader that that was what they did no matter what so um, the pilot and co-pilot in both planes were killed and a guy on the ground. So five people died in the accident. Um, I always wonder about the guy on the ground. I mean, how much does that suck that like fighter pilots, fi fighter planes uh, plummet out of the sky and land on you? Um, I think he was actually hit by flying debris. But still, you know, that's when you, you know, your number is really up. So, it was a, a formative date in many ways, and I've written about it before. Um, one of my very first public, published essays was about that, um, Inheritances in Wyoming Trucks, True Love and the Weather Channel, about when my mom and I took a road trip to go find the place where the planes crashed, uh, among other things. And uh, it was a good road trip for us. It was very healing, and... In many ways, it is not the date that we, um, I don't know, we loaded it with a lot of superstition and ritual for many, many years. Other things happened on this day, though. My grandmother fell and broke her hip on this day. Um, my mom knows of others. She was the one who really collected the misfortunes. But, and for a long time, it was really a rule that nobody traveled on this day. Uh, because of my dad and my grandmother was packing to leave on a trip and tripped over her suitcase when she fell. 
So it was, uh, we had a no travel ban on October 1st for quite a long time. But now my mom is clearly over it because she's off on a cruise. I think she's near Prince Edward Island right now. So, uh, you know, times change, things, the world turns. My uh, niece was born today, so now it's Tabby's birthday. And not just the uh, ill omen day. But funny to think about. Um, I don't know. I wonder if my mom realized that it was 50 years today. Uh, sort of a uh, a golden, a dark golden anniversary. <laughs> but, um, and, and when I mention this at time, you know, I mention it from time to time and people always offer sympathy and I do appreciate that. Um, but really it is not a great source of pain at this point in time. It's, you know, it's been 50 years and it's been, you know, I was three years old when my dad died. Now you know how old I am. Uh, and I have a couple memories of him and certainly it was formative, but it's, it's not really a grief anymore. And I've had two wonderful stepfathers in that time since my poor mom has been twice widowed. So, you know, that's, I think that she's a, a wonderful, uh, I want to say poster child, and that feels frivolous and shallow. A wonderful role model for believing in true love because she's on her third marriage and has, you know, has found happiness and love multiple times. And where another woman would have retreated and given up, and I certainly know women who, who do that. My grandmother certainly did that. She was very angry at my grandfather's defection um they got divorced and he was a cheating scoundrel so <laughs> there is that uh, but you know she let that bitterness overwhelm her she let that bitterness define the rest of her life and my grandmother was a beautiful woman all the way until her age shoots the women in my family are very fortunate that way and that they tend to become more beautiful as they age. The, the years tend to refine the, the bones and so forth. And my grandmother had many, many men interested in dating her, asking her out all the time, and she would just hear none of it. She would just say, I'm never going there again. I'm never doing that again. Um, like for many of us, uh, some of my early romance novels were ones that I got from my grandmother and she and I would trade romance novels. And by the time I was in high school, the books that I got from her, she would underline the passages where the heroine was railing about what a terrible ass of a man <laughs> the hero was. <laughs> so for those of you who write romance out there, when you write those passages where the heroine is like that, jerk uh, know that there may be women out there somewhere who are highlighting that and muttering to themselves yes yes the two-timing traitorous bastard um, i always thought that was kind of funny that she would underline those sections i don't know if you know 
for the first time, it's occurred to me that maybe she was underlining them for me, knowing that I would read it. Um, maybe she was hoping that I would extract <laughs> the lesson from it. Ah, grandmother. But, you know, hanging on to that kind of anger and bitterness just doesn't do anyone any good. And I remember when my stepfather passed away and my mom said that she was probably done. And she said, no one's going to want to marry a woman who's been widowed twice or want to be with a woman who's been widowed twice. And we were like, well, I don't know, you know, black widows have a rep for a reason. <laughs> they don't just stop with two. We're a very supportive and loving family. <laughs> so let's see. What else do I have to tell you all about? Um, I got some decent words done on uh, the fate of the Tala yesterday. Something like 1600, which isn't, of course, where I want to be, but still much better. Um, so I feel like I am ramping up. I got, oh, like 600 done in my first hour this morning. So that wasn't amazing, but still pretty decent because I am going back and um, reworking scenes, which is always slower word count. And I think, I think my, the key I found to it, I do think that, that it is working. But now I'm having to adjust accordingly. Um, yeah, and I still haven't gotten to pick up Grace's book yet, Dragon Unleashed, because I still haven't quite finished The Arrows of the Heart. I packed a lot of stuff into the end of that book. And as I mentioned before, it's turning out that reading it is not being um, brain release that I thought it would be. I ended up working pretty long yesterday, and I'm not quite sure why. Well, I'm also um, inputting royalty numbers since it's the end of the month, end of the month, first of the month. I have to pay out to my anthology contributors and so forth. Okay. So I, I did some of the business financial stuff yesterday. Um, no word yet on the new shiny submission. Thank you all for asking. Just keep thinking good thoughts. Think um, big money thoughts and excitement. I imagine we won't hear anything for another day or two at most. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be the days when most houses do their acquisition meetings. So maybe we'll, we'll get an offer soon. It's always good to, you know, like get that first offer in because then you can nudge everybody else along and kind of chum the waters as it were. We started watching Poldark last night. Um, the delightful Kelly Robson recommended it, saying that she was very excited for the fifth season to start. And I'd never watched it. Um, and I was looking at it and thinking, oh, this could be one that David would like because the hero is a um, former soldier returning from the Revolutionary War, coming back to Britain, which is a nice lens on it. You know, me being American, I feel like, you know, I've seen the uh, American Revolutionary War soldier coming home umpty million times. And I never really thought about what it was like for a lot of those guys who had been the Redcoats 
over in the U.S. oppressing us <laughs> and what it was like for them going home. So it's a, it's a really lovely perspective. I haven't read the books either, and it's interesting to me that uh, the show is apparently written by a woman, although the books were written by a man, and I wonder if she didn't enhance the romance in the show. But there is going to be a lovely slow burn romance, so and an unusual one, so I'm very much looking forward to that. We watched two episodes, and David was good so far, so um, we'll see if he um, will keep going with it. It would be nice to have another show to, to glom for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're we're starting to get into the mining stuff, and I don't find mining particularly interesting. But I am assured there will be plenty of eye candy to keep me going, <laughs> and it's a, and it's beautifully written. And you know, unlike in the U.S., because this is a BBC show, this same uh, woman scriptwriter is apparently the writer for all of the seasons so kelly mentioned that it has the writing has wonderful consistency it's where so many shows in the u.s grew up you know they're always shifting around the writer's room and doing those teams of writers hearing uh, melinda snodgrass talk about the process of working on the wild cards show she's out in hollywood half the time otherwise she lives not far from me i have kind of down the road a bit and so she splits her time between uh, New Mexico and Los Angeles. And so she's been in the writer's room out in Los Angeles putting together wild cards. And she's very familiar with writing for Hollywood. She used to write for Star Trek The Next Generation, if you're not familiar with her. Um, she's the one who wrote the episode The Measure of a Man, where they basically put data on trial to decide if he's sentient. Uh, Melinda's a former lawyer, so she's very smart, a wonderful writer, but it's interesting to hear her sort of tell the inside tale of what it's like working on the scripts and hearing her ups and downs. I don't get to hear about it nearly as much as I would like to, but it is fascinating. She She's one who really obviously wants to be in the writer's room. She loves that script writing. I think um, if when I ever sold an option and they were making a show of my books, I don't know that I would want to be in the writer's room for it. I, I'm not a screenwriter. I would have to learn how to be a screenwriter. And I don't know. It's interesting because Melinda says Every writer should fight to be in the writer's room. And I have another friend who sold her uh, a short story to be made into a TV series, and she did not want to be in the writer's room. She's like, no, I'm going to leave that to them. And Melinda was all, that was not a good choice, she said. Everybody wants that. You sh she should have fought to be in there. and Or she should. She didn't have to fight. She, she was offered. They, they offered her to be in the writer's room, and Melinda was like, I can't believe she didn't take it. And I was like, yeah, I can. I don't know that I would. Um, I don't, a big piece of it is I don't want to have to live in LA part-time, <laughs> which, you know, I guess other people would find a dreamy experience. I guess maybe if they gave me enough money that I could have a little beach house and we could take the cats and David and I could like live in the beach house for 
part of the time and then come back to our beautiful Santa Fe place part of the time. That might work. Okay, universe, I would be willing <laughs> to do that. So, um, other than that, I don't think I have much else to say. Yeah, well, enjoy your October. May uh, your October 1st be fruitful and a day of many blessings and beauty. And you know, greet it all with delight and gladness, right? I intend to do that very thing myself. And I will talk to you all later. Take care. Bye-bye.